previously on the Simply Human podcast. Unfortunately, I didn't have a very good coach and that was unfortunate for me at the time. I'm now grateful because I learned a lot about what a lot of people go through right. in different sports and I learned a lot about what bad coaching feels like and how to recognize the signs of it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, and so... It's episode 225 of the Simply Human podcast with your host, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, we have Will Moore. Will is a serial entrepreneur and the founder of More Momentum, a self-improvement movement helping people become the best versions of themselves. Awesome. A self-improvement movement. There we go. Yeah. A self-improvement yeah. movement. Ha! Huh. That's fun to say. After selling one of <laughs> After selling one of his businesses for a combined nine-figure sum, which we're going to talk about. Asking about. Nine? Hang on. That's, so that's... A thousand? Hang on. hundred ten thousand? So a million is seven. Seven. So... Oh, Hundreds of uh, millions. Man. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he'll sponsor the show. Oh, call me. <laughs> <laughs> he learned that his career and finances were only a portion of what it takes to become truly successful in your life. How are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I have a call tomorrow afternoon with mm. somebody that emailed me. Hang on, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna find this email and I'm gonna read it to you. Is it a complaint about me? They're calling. To, <laughs> they want to speak to the. They want to speak to my manager. <laughs> <laughs> Karen. Karen called me, and uh, just kidding. That's just the the universal. Okay, lady who will want to speak to the manager. Yeah, Her she name has is short, yeah. short, spiky hair. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I got this email from uh, someone named Danny who runs a business development deal at this company, which will remain nameless for now, a podcast technology platform that connects brands with creators. We are working with a few popular brands in health, beauty, and wellness that are looking for new podcasts to sponsor, and I'd love to include your podcast. You have sponsorship opportunities available for the end of April and May. Yes! Well, listen, we've got Health IQ on board, so uh, I don't know if we can... Uh... It's, been, it's been like two years. <laughs> health IQ... <laughs> Um, so that's happening tomorrow. So who knows? Uh, the, the last time I had a conversation like that, like with like a potential podcast, when I told them how many downloads we had the month, they were like, all right, well, uh, I'm going to have, uh, we're going to get back to you. And, and it just, they just hung up and I was like, oh, well, okay. Same thing. I sent, uh, there's a company that makes uh real, they're really, really good, uh, cauliflower pizza. Yes. Crust. I remember this. And I uh, was like, Hey, I'm going to reach out to them, see if they want to sponsor. And this, the exact same thing happened. Like, uh, <laughs> okay. How about how many listeners do you have? And I told them, they're like, all right, well, uh, goodbye. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, hang on. Let me, <laughs> it, was, I, I, it wasn't even like, like, Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll reach, we'll get in contact right. with you at some point. It was just like, all right, have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do have kind of a downer. Oh, I have, okay. I have, I, we have to, we have to shout out some condolences. Okay. Two condolences. Simply Human Zone, David, who is a very loyal listener, he's been on the show. His mother passed away, oh, not COVID related, uh, 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 last week. So oh. he had to like drop everything, leave his family, who's sheltering in oh, place, yeah? and just him went, and then his brother went over and they had like kind of just like a little private ceremony terrible and she was very involved in the community she lived up in kansas so condolences to our friend david and his family absolutely sorry and, about that david and we're, also we're sorry and, for your loss and our a second condolences and i'm sending you a picture and i want you to tell me what this picture is because this is this will give you a hint of who else's mother died recently oh no I didn't know about Luke's mom. Yeah, Simply Humans own Luke, who has been on the, the my favorite show of all time, episode sixty. Luke has been on, gosh, three or four times. We need to have him back on. His mom died unexpectedly on Saturday morning, so he's in town and needed a haircut. <laughs> so the picture is me with a mask on, cutting his hair in like my side street, sheltering in place. Hashtag. Well, Luke, if you're listening to this, which you probably aren't, probably because won't. no one listens. Yeah. <clears throat> But if you're listening to this, I'm very, very sorry for your loss. Brother. Yeah. Sorry. So just kind of a random, weird two friends of the show with the mother's thing. So I left Luke's house yesterday. I took him. He needed a few things. Uh, he needed a couple of air mattresses or whatever. They got a lot of family in one little house. And uh, I called my mother on the way back to my house because mothers are fragile, Rick. 
Yeah. I actually saw mine yesterday. Oh, I know really? we're not supposed to be doing a lot of, you know, seeing people and right, such. Right. But they had some stuff they needed done outside at the farm. And so I didn't have anything going on. So I went up there and we tried to stay kind of far away from each other. But uh, uh, I got to see her yesterday. That was nice. That's good. I'm glad. I love your mother. Um, tell her I said thank you. She'll hmm. know. Or what? She'll know. She will. She, oh, okay. I'll, let me call her. Okay. <laughs> Let's call her on hey, Skype. Uh, Mark it's, Rogers it's, says uh, thank you. Steve. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Steve there. Oh, man. <laughs> um, we play that uh, Cards Against Humanity with a friend of the show, mm-hmm. and I was winning a lot until y'all realized what I was doing. Yeah, you just okay. So there's an app. <laughs> we need to get more people in on this. It's by pretty the way. fun. Yeah. I've never played Cards Against Humanity. Oh, really? Yeah. It's 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 not like their app. It's another. It's a you know off brand. Yeah. It's like uh, the Hydrox uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oreo cookies. It's called Evil Apples, and uh, they play you play Cards Against Humanity. I've never played until now. But what Mark was doing is every time make I didn't know how to do this. He was making a wild card, and every time his wild card said Rick's micro penis. <laughs> And we figured out after like the third time, like, I don't think that's really a deck, a card in the deck. Yeah. I think Mark's and we figured it out. Yeah. So uh, I was had I could have had that going for a while if I hadn't made it so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> like I figured out the, the wild card that no one else did. And then I immediately gave it away. Yeah. Way to go. Classic Mark. Yeah. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, takes a bit and goes so far overboard that like everyone's all right. Okay, okay. thirty seconds in. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine how long the uh, urban prank uh, twelve-minute call would have been if you had oh not been gosh. involved. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, I'm so glad I had the presence of mind when we were setting that up to be like Mark, just. Trust me on this. We're going to drag this you do, out. You do the dialing. I'll do the talking. God, this is episode, what I say, 224. That was like the early 100s that we did I that. I can't believe that was that long. Man. The other fun thing about games, we've talked about Jackbox and playing games. We've, we finally put the game together of the famous uh, text thread our, group. Our lang- long-standing group text, which includes me and Mark and then another guy. That we grew up with going the man, to church. The man without a pancreas who's been on yes, the show. Yes, Jack. And uh, Steve, who was our youth minister growing up, which it's a very eclectic group. Uh, if you would have told me 25 years ago, I'd be playing computer games online while there's a massive pandemic and, uh, <laughs> Steve. and Steve would be in on it. I would have said you're crazy. But So a scale of one to 10 where one is it was terrible and 10 is it it met all of your expectations of what Mark, you thought that might be. Do you, re- do you recall me like hysterically dolphin laughing nonstop <laughs> what, for an hour straight? What was your what would you rate that? It was. Oh, it, it, it was so 10 was like drastically exceeded yes, expectations. Yes. I would say 10. Yeah, it was. The most unbelievable. And we, uh, listen, we're not going to say any of the things that we said on here because it's just, it's, it's, it's almost, it is, it's a contest to see who can (laughs) say the most shocking and inappropriate thing. And, uh, Man, like, but but based on things that happened like to us in our little, yes. not like world like, events or anything. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's it will, it will be like a uh, a very body comment about like an eighty year old woman we went to church with. <laughs> now that I say explain it that way, it sounds terrible. The the answers of the painting <laughs> in the bedroom, yeah, was the was, best, and yeah. yeah. So, but uh, it was a good time was had by all. Yeah, and I think we're gonna do it again tomorrow. I, I uh, simply human insider, if they could be in the audience, but see, they wouldn't get it. Like they wouldn't get most. They of wouldn't it. get any of the jokes yeah. because they're they're it's 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 it really is Mad Libs. It's yeah. insert a name, a name of someone who went to church with us. <laughs> a good example of this name is there's an there was a really old man at church. <laughs> Derwood Pickle. His name is Derwood Pickle, and it's a funny <laughs> name anyway. It sounds like the fakest name of all time. But uh, <laughs> this was my favorite so, answer you, of the whole you, game. If you Google Derwood Pickle. His like granddaughter got busted by the feds what? for using his computer to like illegally download uh, music. Oh. This is right after they just th- shut yeah, down yeah, like yeah. free Napster. Napster, you're and right, that right. was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, she didn't get the memo, and so like the feds came busted in old Durwood Pickles' house. Durwood he was like, Pickle. what? Where's this computer at? So, well, <laughs> I don't let- think anything came about from it. But there's like a, a a really long legal paper 
where his name is mentioned in there is like, yeah, and like a one thousand year old man's granddaughter was using his computer and uh the feds tried to go after him and they ended up dropping the case but my favorite insert a name and insert a uh, i don't remember an an action uh could be uh, hold on what was the prompt that that brought about the derwood pickle answer which was my favorite answer of the night um remember something about uh oh uh it it was uh, (laughs) Something like uh, name a pill that uh, will take away your erection for yeah. four hours. Yeah, or like yeah, and like I limit believe your sex it was drive. my answer, and it said it was something. To it was effect. it was Derwood's pickle softener, <laughs> which is which 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 was like I was done at that point. The game was over. I don't care what the score was. You won. That was the most. Of, and like it's not like we had been mentioning Derwood pickle. That just came out of nowhere. <laughs> we just have this enormous catalog of a thousand people that we went to church with oh. and like I, 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 derwood pickle i'm I mean, if he's still with us uh, i mean is he wasn't like a jerk we're not like making fun right, of right, it's, right. Just, it's just a funny it's, name the game is trying to come up with the most obscure. random name of someone obscure yes the most obscure name of someone we went to church with and that's i i have only funny to four people (laughs) i have an answer that i have that that we didn't mention last week that i'm gonna bring up tomorrow which Uh, i think is your name no an obscure event okay that no one has mentioned and i'm gonna bring it in and i think (laughs) it's gonna i think it's gonna be a, a big hit the game, like uh, the challenge, if I can ever remember, like every once in a while, I'll remember the name of someone that hasn't been mentioned. Man, and I'm like, oh, that's the, man. that's the challenge. It's right. Yeah. It, what I wouldn't give for a copy directory. of like, the 1991 uh, directory. Oh man, that's right. Remember I had the picture of all the, like the elder yeah. page. Yeah, I, need, I need to pull that one out, but then it's like finding someone in there that everyone would even remember. Yeah, that you know, it's like you pull a name out and everyone's well, just I mean, like, "Well, you go to church that? three times a week. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know everybody. <laughs> you know everybody there." <laughs> oh man! All right, oh, so they'd all be so disappointed in us. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, man. We should. Oh, we do need to have the uh, like Mark, Rick, Chris. Yes. Who else? Uh, uh, like uh, 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 Jason. Uh, yeah, the good friend of the show that always comments and stuff. Uh, Maybe set up like a uh, a Zoom Jackbox game with some of those folks. Oh, hey, uh, our guest is connecting to the audio right now. I just figured out something with Zoom even better. We've been using Zoom for a long time, and I always have like our intro call and then the interview call and the outro call. But if I use my same ID, it's all the same call. Yeah, they can just join in. Yeah. It saves you editing time. Oh, it's genius. Perfect timing. Will, do you go by Will or William? Yeah, Will is good. Okay, because it says William on some of your stuff, and so I know that's you don't go by. I know. Like, you know, I used to go by William when I thought I was all fancy schmancy, <laughs> but now I'm just Will. And then pretty soon Will. it's just going to be Billy. You're just going to wild, wild Bill, yeah. <laughs> wild Bill hiccup, yeah, or just woo. You know, not don't even get through. So, <laughs> so where are, and we're recording. We've done an intro. Where are we? Are you calling in from? I am in good old Chicago, Illinois. Oh, wow. Chicago. We were just talking about Chicago, not in the intro, but we were talking about that earlier because the Bulls documentary. Oh, right. Are you, you look like you're about our age. Are you a big Michael Jordan fan? Are you even from Chicago? So I am a Jordan fan. I am not from Chicago. Uh, I just actually moved here four years ago. I was living in Florida. You may have heard of it. It's where all the (laughs) Dateline NBCs are filmed. Yes. (laughs) People people tend to eat each other. It's like whenever there's something absolutely crazy that you're like, you can't make this stuff up, it usually comes from Florida. Florida man man strikes again. Yeah. Florida man. Right. Florida man (laughs) eats another Florida man for breakfast. (laughs) It was at 11. So... Actually, so I grew up in just the, the real quick. It's kind of a crazy little story. Yeah, my, yeah. my parents were hippies. My mom was a, uh, uh, my grandfather was a general in World War II and the what? Korean War. So she was a, a army brat. So she traveled all around. She was stationed in Honolulu at one point. So my, I was born in California. So your father was Hawaiian. <laughs> so no, they're actually, they weren't. Neither of them were. But I, I was, we were, they, they met and, hit, and then my dad converted my mom to a hippie. <laughs> my the general completely boycotted the wedding. He's like, "You're not marrying a hippie." She's like, "Yes, I am." Oh my that, gosh! 
that was that's a whole nother story but um <laughs> so then basically they moved they're like well okay as hippies where would be a cool place to live off the land and they're like all right let's go to hawaii so we lived in honolulu because my mom had been stationed there when she was with my grandfather in the war right um so they moved to honolulu and we were there so then they got divorced early but I, we were there till seven and then i moved to washington dc bethesda maryland and i was there through high school and then i went to college in florida and i lived there for about 10 years after so like okay. the the wire was that a like were you involved in all of that stuff from the wire what the wire yeah that yeah true? mark uh, he's involved in the wire <laughs> He lived on East Baltimore next to Prop Joe. No, I very popular show. I know. I actually never watched that one. Oh, sir. We're in a pandemic. I highly recommend it. Strongly suggest. Yeah, you've probably already watched The Tiger King. You've probably caught up on Ozark. It's now time for you to start. Clearly, both of those were like day one of day one and two of the pandemic. (laughs) All right. So, what are we doing on day three? Day three. Yeah, I have not. Okay, I'll I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's great. yeah, actually, Rick is the one who uh, recommended it to me a couple of years ago, and I, man, I flew through it. It, it, I, when Ozark was finished, I f- like last week, I finally I finished it. I was like, okay, now I can get on with my life. Now I can like pay attention to my children because I couldn't stop watching. Have you watched it, Rick? Uh, I'm like, I can't. I don't know what I it was. I haven't finished the first season, and I just I need to just say I'm gonna do it and just. I don't know if it's just because I have such a man crush on Jason Bateman or something. I don't know. I have such a man crush on Jason Bateman. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's able to be like awesome. Like guys like him, girls like him. That's a rare quality. Oh, and he's been around forever. He was Teen Wolf 2. Teen Wolf 2. (laughs) One of the worst movies ever. So bad. I love it. So bad. (laughs) And he was in, um, what was, what was the show? The sitcom he did like Valerie's Uh, children. They're not different strokes. Um, different strokes. it was what it was like yeah i know what you're talking about it's one of those old ones dang it yeah it was like it was you know it was like growing pains and then that one. well and he was great in arrested development oh, oh yeah so good. before it had ahead of its time yes. oh my gosh yes it was <laughs> that's oh that's another one if you haven't watched that I, need, you're listening. I, may, I may start that over yeah again. that's that's one of those that you could start it from the beginning like seinfeld you could i did that a few years ago went back through seinfeld and it's just as great every show you could watch Every show five times or more, and it, it's fine. That's so funny you say that. I did. I about a year ago, I went down to Seinfeld rabbit hole. Oh. I think I watched every single one. Yeah, uh, and there's not a bad episode. I mean, some of the early early ones are they haven't really hit their groove yet. But right, but right. you know, like once they golly, there's not there's just not a once bad Kramer one. starts opening the door in the Kramer like <laughs> fashion. That's when they started to kind of. Take that's it. when right. And that's then, when and, it was all smooth. Sale. And then you ask, who is your favorite character? Now we've opened up another. I mean, because I, oh, it's obviously Seinfeld, but he's like, well, God, George is so great. And then, oh, there's those little, like, those, <laughs> the whole Ted Danson argument. You remember this with her in the cafe? This is probably getting a little, uh, I don't getting a little detailed when he's just like, why can't we can't pay enough to, you're not Ted Danson. You're, you're bad. He's yeah. bad. You're not. <laughs> Oh, that's so yes. good. Uh, yes. You're worse, much, much worse. Real quick, going back to Ozark, I just want to I want to put a period exclamation okay. point. So I loved the first season. I did not love the second season, although I didn't hate it. But the third season, I thought was really good. Oh, it's so good. I okay, could. you know what? I'm almost done with Man in the High Castle. Ooh, that's another good that. one. <laughs> we'll move on to Ozark. Okay, I will. I, I will resume. I'm kind of like halfway yeah. through season one, I think. Do you, Will, do you have children? I have children, bro. Okay. Bros. So, like, I got a four year old. Oh, he just turned four yesterday. Oh, geez. Happy. We had a coronavirus drive by, uh, not, not a drive by shooting, but a drive by <laughs> birthday party. That was a terrible birthday. <laughs> that was a terrible birthday. Yeah. So, it's crazy. That's how they're doing it now. Yeah. It's, yeah. I've been. Oh, man. We we were. Oh, I just remembered we were supposed to do a drive-by 70th wedding anniversary tonight. And you forgot? I totally, I, oh my God. I totally forgot. <laughs> I hope I don't get blamed for that because it was probably right now. And there's no, it was at six, and there's no way they're making it to 71. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, but, so my kids are 10, 9, God. and 6, and I wake up, and they're, they're fighting. They each have their own little device, and they're each watching Netflix, and I'm, and I'm going, and they start arguing. And I feel like the crotchety old man. I'm like, listen, 
I had two older brothers. When we, if we were in a pandemic when we were growing up, we had three ch- channels to choose from, and there was one TV. Like, quit arguing. You have this is the most incredible time to be in a pandemic of all oh time. Oh my god, so spoiled. Get out of yeah. here. It with is your the arguing. Uh, this is the golden age of television. So sh- for sure. Yeah. It's oh unbelievable the amount of choices you have. I mean, I'm just like, uh, I, it's too, it's uh, it's too much. I just like watched... last night. I spent two hours just flicking through <laughs> just to see. <laughs> I like, was seriously. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, these previews are great, and I, I actually realized maybe I enjoy previews more more than the, than the actual show. We watched. Uh, I've I've been like catching. I, I, some of the later Terminators. I've kind of lost track of. Loved the first couple. And I've like last night I finished the most recent one where Arnold is like the old man Terminator, and it's oh. like oh, it's so it's so good just because it's Arnold. And the first two were phenomenal. Yeah, and then yeah they got they, they went off the rails for a little bit. Yeah, um, I didn't see this most recent one. It, it's not it's not terrible. It's good because Arnold's in it and he's an and hilarious old Terminator, you know, like he is his quick wit. He owns like a he, he owns a drape uh, business. He's like old and like has a family and like it started yeah. it started like Carl's draperies. <laughs> it's re- it's actually know. really I funny. Oh, it's so good. Okay, we we've gone eight minutes and just done nothing. Um, okay, <laughs> talked about television. Yeah, this is the most quarantine uh, <laughs> we're also discussion desperate. ever. We're gonna skip. We're gonna skip the birthday game. What just since we've been doing this so long? What is your? We're just gonna ask you. What is your birthday? April seventh. That's what I was gonna guess. I was gonna guess. We do a that. thing, William, where we guess. Uh, we guess our guest's birthday. Uh, I was gonna guess April seventh, and I was gonna. Well, then why didn't you guess before so I could see if you were right? Well, because for some reason Mark just decided we we're gonna X. Well, because like, we're already nine minutes in. Time, I want to. And get... now we're spending two minutes talking about. It. I want to. <laughs> I'm supposed to believe that you guys were gonna guess my birthday. Yeah. Hey, would you like to know something, William? And the hey, he, hey, he said Will. He goes by Will. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Will. I'm the only one in the history of this show who's ever hit the nail right on the head. So. Wow, that's impressive. Well, aren't you? Thank you, thank you very that's much. That's actually very impressive. Th- thank you. Thank you, Will. I appreciate that. Speaking, Mark, uh, did you hear that last uh, time? I didn't. I was cutting out. Uh, speaking, oh. of, <laughs> speaking of the pandemic and food delivery service, can you tell us a little bit about doorstep delivery and kind of tell us kind of how all that happened and then kind of, kind of pass that and, and what, what you're doing now? Yeah, doorstep, man. Woo! So we opened our doors right after I was actually selling land back in the day when real estate was the hottest thing since sliced bread. What are we talking about? Early, early 2000s? Yeah, it is 2005 to 2007. The sweet spot. (laughs) Right. Whenever you couldn't, you couldn't buy a piece of real estate and gain and not gain 10% the next day in like a week right yeah and, or less oh, yeah. right so i was i was doing that and then i i actually was working for a, a company selling land and that's actually a whole other story it's really interesting have, have either of you seen the movie far and away oh my nicole gosh kidman yes uh nicole kidman and tom cruise great movie i wept at the end do you remember that scene were they all running out for the, the land rush for land yes and they're all on horseback and, and they're, they're shooting each other land. yes and there's yes so I kid you not, I literally was working for a company that was that, but with SUVs. Like we, so we, we bought, our company bought huge parcels of land and we, my job as a land consultant would be to essentially take the incoming, they would spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions even, who knows, they, they spent a lot on advertising. And this again, this is when you couldn't miss with real estate and they would say huge, you know, five to 10 acre parcels out in. Gainesville, Florida, beautiful pine trees and lakes and da da da. And so we would buy this land. We'd start to subdivide it. We'd have this one day blowout sale. And literally, we would have like hundreds of people there. And there'd only be 20 to 30 lots. And whoever and was, got there first? We lined up in these SUVs and people would get in our cars. And it was literally like a race to whoever got to the parcel and put their salt sticker in it first actually got that. Did anyone sh- get shot during that? No, but there were fist fights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, legit between customers, there were fist fights. Like, the, like two cars pulled up at the same time, and you know the customer's like, "No, this is mine." The other one's like, "No, this is mine," and they got into it. There was a lady that hid in the bushes the night before. Oh, and genius! Sure she got the piece of land that she wanted, she... and she like ran out, like, "Oh, I was here the whole time," and everybody's like, "No, you weren't in an SUV, you liar." <laughs> uh, that land consultant ended up getting fired because they said that he was in on it. The whole, it was, dude, it was straight out of a science fiction novel. Anyways, 
So I was doing that and I saw the writing on the wall because real estate started to basically, uh, you know, things, we went from our phones ringing off the hook to um, literally just crickets. Right. Off. This is before the 08 collapse. So I thought, what, what can I do? Yeah. What can, you know, I, I always had that entrepreneur kind of spirit in me and I always knew I wanted to start my own thing. And I was like, what can I do? What, what does this place need? And I was living in Orlando, Florida at the time. Uh, the Dateline NBC gap. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Everybody needs to eat. And here I was, I was, you know, pretty healthy guy at the time. I was working out. I was trying to eat well. I liked my sushi. I liked my greens. I liked my, you know, and, and my protein. I But all I could get was pizza and Chinese. Right. I'm like, there's got to be something. And I could not believe there wasn't. So I literally quit my job before, like, the, it really hit the bottom. And everybody thought I was crazy. They're like, are you nuts? We're making so much money at this company. But, but the phone had stopped uh, ringing, so you knew something was up. Right. Nicole yeah. Kidman's over here. <laughs> um, not really. But, so <laughs> bottom line is we ended up – I quit. I grabbed my best friend. I was like, dude, trust me. There's something here. He's like, I don't think there's enough money. I was like, there is. We'll figure it out. And essentially decided to start doorstep delivery, which was your favorite restaurants delivered to your doorstep. Because one thing that we couldn't do while we were even stuck in the office was get that good food delivered. Right. Meanwhile, same thing at home, you know, and I'm like, I want, I want my, my sushi. I want my sushi. <laughs> um, and I couldn't believe nobody else was doing it. And so we, we started it and it was crazy at the very beginning. We were taking phone orders over the phone. Um, no, there was no apps. There was no, the iPhone hadn't even come out. Yet. Right. Actually, it had just come out, right? Yeah. Nobody knew. That right, did. right. Um, and so, you know, I don't want to go on and on, but that's kind of the start of how it all got going. And it sold for just a few dollars. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's funny. We started before Grubhub. Uber Eats, I mean, wasn't even a twinkle. In the Uber wasn't even a thing back then, from. yeah. You know, um, none of that stuff was, was around. And... They then, so we grew and we grew, we had no competition. We started franchising out, we started doing corporate locations. So then we had 19 locations in the, in the Southeast. And then we, you know, we got wind that other companies were doing kind of similar around the country, but we dominated Florida and the Southeast region of the U S and all of a sudden these big boys with their big swing and you know, what's are like, Oh, we're going to spend billions of dollars to squash you because we can and, you know, the Grubhubs, the Uber Eats, at the time, Amazon had a delivery service, huh. DoorDash, Postmates, uh, you name it. They were coming out of the woodwork and they seemed to have a never ending stream of investor funds where they were determined to essentially lose money to gain market share. Right. And we were we were a for profit business. Crazy. Right. right. <laughs> we were actually trying to make a profit. And so we we're like, well, we can't compete with this. So it was just fortunate timing. I reached out to this guy out of Minneapolis that had a similar type company. We'd been talking for years and we thought, you know what, why don't we join forces, raise some capital. Um, we, they had a better app than we did as well. Their app was much better. And at this point, you know, we've gone way past the calling your orders in right. to, um, you know, the, the app was everything. It's user experience. You want to order your food, you go online, you put your address, you want to have all the restaurants right there, be able to click a couple buttons. You want to talk to anyone. Just get me my food. Just give me my, exactly. Just give me my Shove food, food in food hole. Food hole. That's, that's actually, that was our slogan. You should have had like a service where like you fed people like baby birds. Like they just <laughs> open your mouth and you pre-chewed the food and spit it in there. Gross. Yeah. Uh, gross. So yeah, I mean, so wait, where, who am I? What's happening? Okay. So, right. So bottom line is we, we merged with these guys and we, we, we built up the company and we started tackling these tier, we call them tier two and tier three cities. So it's not the New York's, the LA's, the Chicago's, it's the Orlando's of the world. It's right. the Tampa's, it's the Nashville, Tennessee's, right? It's those, those places that didn't have such a huge, huge population yet that we could kind of sneak in the side door, gain market share. And one thing we learned about this company, this business is, if you treat your if, if if you do your customers right and they're ordering food from you and they're getting what they want and they're happy, they're not going to switch. Right. So it's kind of first into the market wins, and so we were fortunate to gain a good market share in a lot of these tier two and tier three cities, and then we exited last year. And since then, you've done nothing but bathe in gold coins like uh, Scrooge McDuck. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> That is so funny you say that because yes, that's exactly what I did. No, I played. I had this golf trip, and 
it became this running joke. So after I sold my company, so I've been, this is buddies I've known for years, right? And so I sold my company and all of a sudden, you know, it became like a, dude, what do you do? Do you just sit home and drink champagne by the <laughs> fireplace with your dicky? With your butler oh, serving you? Sort of, yeah. You know, and I was like, yeah, that's actually exactly what I do. And so the one guy that asked, literally, he, he kind of like half seriously asked that question. He's like, so what do you do? Do you just kind of like, you know, just fucking like, just chill and go to the beach and drink all day. I was like, yeah, dude, that's what I do. Exactly. And you know, it's so funny. It just, it puts a spotlight on the fact that when you're not, when you haven't created a, a, a considerable amount of wealth, everybody's always chasing it. Right? right. And you have this dream of this illusion, I should say of you're going to get this money and you're like, Oh, now I can finally relax and sit on the beach and drink my pina colada. Right. No, let me tell you, that ain't how it yeah, goes. Nobody wants to do that for more than like maybe six days, seven days. And then it's like the people that are the type of people that are hustling and making that kind of money aren't just going to sit for the next 20 years and do nothing. <laughs> exactly, man. And that's kind of what this whole new concept and, and everything yeah. I'm doing now is all about. It's about constantly moving. It's about momentum. And one thing I've learned is that if you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. And, you know, it's that old cliche, you hear things as you're growing up and, you know, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. But it's so true. And like you just said, it was like for two weeks, I was on cloud nine. And then I was like, damn, well, now what? Yeah. You know, right. I was like, wait, I just spent 10 years trying to get to this point. And now what? It's on to the next yeah, what do you thing? do now? Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's like the, we, I mean, we were talking about the Jordan documentary, but it's the same thing. He won three straight titles and he's like, you know what? how do I, what the expectations are so high. What do I do next? And so he challenged himself with baseball, but like, yeah, what right. do you do once you've reached the pinnacle, you work so hard to get there and you're like, all right, well, what else is there? That's exactly right. It's almost better to just always have that carrot just out of your reach. Right. It's kind of crazy when you really take a 10,000 foot view and step back on it all. And, you know, I saw this app one time, it's no longer in the app store. But it changed my life, and it ties into exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah. It was called The Meaning of Life, right? And it, you clicked on it, and somebody turned me on to it years and years ago, right Right when the apps came, were coming out. And it was like probably like the third app to be created. It was really <laughs> just one picture. And at the top, it said, we strive for more. And then there was a semi-circle, uh, or a semi-circle uh, arrow pointing to the bottom that said, because... And then at the bottom, it said, we feel dissatisfied. And then a another semicircle arrow pointing back to the top that says, because, and then back to, we strive for more. Yeah. So literally we are caught in this never ending loop of we strive for more because we feel dissatisfied. We feel dissatisfied because we strive for more. And at first I read that and I was like, how depressing is that? Part of <laughs> yeah, you're good. I was like, that's, that's so awful. Like, Basically, we're never going to be happy. And whenever we get something, we're going to want something more. And if we do get something more, we're going to feel this. I was like, that's all. But if you actually, so I kind of put this together to use it to my benefit. And if you actually think about it and use it to the fact that really all it is, is what we were just talking about, which is you just got to keep moving right. and growing. And there's always a way to do that. Then you'll be happy. Well, and I don't know. You you sound like somebody who has. Uh, I, I've I've really gotten into the the Stoic philosophers and kind of really diving into all that. And like Ryan Holiday, you know, the Obstacles the Way book is really good. I recommend it to a lot of people. But he, you know, in that book, he talks about you know, and it's not like his idea. This is like this ancient idea that happiness isn't found with you avoiding obstacles and like not ever ever having to uh, uh, overcome an obstacle. The happiness is found in meeting an obstacle head on and overcoming it. So it's like the joy and the happiness and the purpose is the circle, is that cycle that, that you just described. It's not reaching a, a certain point on the cycle, but the fact that it is a cycle means that it's just continual. And that, that that's, that's, exactly that's the right. point. Yeah. That's a good, that's exactly right. It's, it's, it's that space in between those arrows yeah. that you basically need to focus on. And most of us just try to speed through life and we get the to-dos checked off so we can get to that goal. Right. right? But then we get there and we're like, shoot you know that kind of isn't as rewarding as i thought and i wasted and then there's 10 years <laughs> right. that just went by and i didn't focus on that stuff in between right so let's let's dive into the five core values so i know you talk about uh, uh life's five core values what are they let's dive into that so 
basically your five cores, which are what I call the, these five main areas of our lives that we all share and that we all need to continually build momentum and find balance in to become the the happiest and best version of ourselves. The Rick's one. Rick's mom. Rick's mom is number one. We all share. Rick's mom. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. I'll uh, let her know after the phone call. I'll call. <laughs> Just got her. off the phone with her. Yeah. Um, so no. So the first one is mindset, and your mindset is essentially, for lack of a, a cheesier phrase, it's is the glass half empty? Is it half full? Yeah. Are you an owner of your life or are you a victim? Do you believe that you have everything within you to kick, take names? and obstacles are only temporary roadblocks waiting for solutions and that you're going to succeed no matter what? Or do you feel like you were born a certain way? There's nothing you can really do about it. Your mind is broken and you're just going to kind of hover above rock bottom until it's all over. And it sounds depressing, but you'd be surprised how many people fall into that, right. that sort of victim mentality where it's kind of like, Oh, the world sucks. It's up to get me. I can't do it. You know, whenever you hear people use words like, you know, the you know they and mm-hmm. they're always and you know it's like who's that right. who's there always is, right. is is there a big conspiracy against you right. at the end of the day you have everything within you to 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 do what you want to do right. and so the whole mindset is kind of your main core it's everything else kind of rests on it yeah and then if you don't have that going for you you're you're kind of gonna have a really hard time with the other ones because yep. it really is just basically saying okay let's go I, I want to be happy. And these are the things I want in life. And I'm just going to keep going until I get them. Okay. Right. So that's your mindset. Okay. Then your next one is your career and finances. And this one is one of those that most people spend most of their time in. So you get out of college, you go to school to, you know, or, or if you didn't go to college, whatever we all, everybody thinks it's about making money. Like we were just talking about several minutes ago. Um, I just want to, you know, make this money. And then once I get this, then I'll have everything I could have ever dreamed. And then, you know, but money for anybody that's had it, it ain't happiness, but your career, what's, what's important about that aspect is you want to make sure that whatever it is that you're doing for a living, that when you wake up, you're like, I can't wait to get started. And yes, there's always, no matter what you do, there's going to be days where I got to die. I don't want to do this today, but in general, you want it to be something that coincides with your strengths and your passions right. and you are legitimately loving kind of what you're doing and you're excited and you're, you know, when you're in the shower, you're thinking about ways to make it better. Like that's what a career is. A career to me isn't just sitting behind a desk and just wait, looking at the clock, waiting for it to be over, you know, getting paid to do something that you're absolutely miserable. Right. Yeah. That's why Rick is, it's so perfect. He's a nude male, like sculptor. Um, and oh, so, yeah, yeah it's a nice. really, it's really, Hey, listen, they say, if you love what you do, like, it's like you never work a day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> like that same line, a, a slightly less optimistic version of that is my dad, uh, got laid off from Texas instruments. He worked there for like a month short of like 25 years and he got laid off right before I went to college and he got real introspective about it. And he told me, you know, Hey, you're going to college. You're trying to pick out a career. He's like, find something you want that, that three out of five days you don't hate yeah. doing. He's like, it's not going to be great every day. You're never going to wake up and just can't wait to, you know, get into work unless you, you know, work in the <laughs> film industry. So, like, uh, you're never going to find anything that, like, you, you're in love with every day. But if, like, most of the time you don't hate it, like, you have a big leg up on everybody else because there's so many people who absolutely are miserable at what they do. And you spend more time at work than you spend with your family it needs to be something that you find value in. That's, that's exactly right. And so, right. So the career in finance is right. It's like, you know, are you, are you, are you, this is a big part of your life and you know, you're, you're doing it to make money. Are you enjoying what you're doing? And I would even take it a step part, farther, three out of five days to me, that that's not good enough. Right. I think every, you know, but I'll tell you, you're absolutely right in that if somebody can be happy three out of five days, they're ahead of, most yeah. people. Yeah, well, he, screw you, he Charles. Hated his, he hated his four out of five days, so I think he was on the... Uh, <laughs> Three out of five would record. have been a huge improvement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then the finance side is, it, it, you know, you there's, there's ways to go about making money and having it compound for you and work for you versus against you. Um, it, it's amazing to me when I talk to people that come out of college that don't even know how to basically balance their checkbook. How to right. you know how to how to use the law of compounding to their advantage? Yeah, how to get their passive money. income, yeah. and getting their money working for 
instead of against them. Right. So that's that's the career and finance side of it. Then you go into your relationships. Um, I break that down into three categories. You've got your acquaintances and colleagues, which I'd consider us right now. You know, not super. Oh, aren't you sweet? Well, you're a sweetie. <laughs> but people that, you know, newer friends or people you come across. And um, then you've got your friends and family. And then you've got your significant other. Um, and so the, the main gist is, you know, each one of those has different different aspects involved. Right. And one thing I kind of left out in the beginning, within each of these cores, my whole system, everything I'm about, my whole life is about shining a big fat spotlight into each of these cores and asking yourself, where do I currently stand in each of these? What are what I call the failure habits that I've developed in each of them? And what are the success habits I want to replace them with? And that's really as simple as it is. And that's what it comes down to. It's what are your, what are the five, understanding what your five cores are, knowing what the things that you've done that are through no fault of your own, by the way, a lot of these things come from the broken system that we've grown up in, which I could spend another 20 minutes on, but yeah. I'm not, you know, the bottom line is that to me, the school system is broken. Um, just, just a lot of the medicine yeah. and habits and things that we, we are taught growing up that become normalized are completely ha- having us build negative moments, right? right? So then, sorry, I'll just finish. And then the, the fourth one is your physical health, yep. which is fairly obvious. So it's looking good, feeling good, uh, gaining the energy and stamina to propel you through life. Um, and then the final is your emotional health and your giving back is your final core. And that's your making sure that you're not constantly stressed all the time, like we were talking about earlier, and just going through your life like a chicken with its head cut off, scratching off to do's, but you're actually stopping to smell the roses you're enjoying life, you know what your passions are, and you're incorporating them regularly. And on the giving back side, it's, you know, making sure that the world is a better place for having you in it than not. And, you know, how many people can say that when they die, that the world's better, right. that I was in it than not. And I think that's something that everybody should strive for. And when they do that, they feel much better and they feel happier. And so you combine those all together, you find balance. You're firing all cylinders, and you're killing it. So we are we're descending to the runway here. We're almost out of time. I, if we could, well, I'm going to put you on the spot, and I'm going to I'm going to send you the Calendly link to see if you'll come back in the summer, so we can talk about the habit stuff and talk about the the behaviors and replacing failure habits with success habits and all that. Would you Would you be willing to I'd do love that for to. us? Okay, yeah, sweet. I'd love to. So before we go, uh, really quick, we have a couple more questions we're going to ask you, but promote yourself like moremomentum.com. What else? Where can people find you? Uh, I too am a male stripper. You can find me on tigerking.org. Fake policeman. Dot gov. No, um, yeah, moremomentum.com. Um, that's got, that's really, you go there. There's actually a free life evaluation quiz, which is kind of neat. So it'll tell you where you currently stand in each of these courses. It's just some three simple quiz questions. For each and then it'll sort of give you an idea of where you stand in each core and then it'll give you tips on what to do moving forward okay. very good oh, by the way more momentum is m-o-o-r-e momentum.com right. uh, so my it's last like a, a little more so m-o-o-r-e so when you when you were saying strive for more you weren't talking about striving for you you were talking about <laughs> no. No. Oh, okay. I see now. That makes more sense with the whole. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking about you were just like strive oh, for. Man, now, now we're gonna have to redo the whole interview. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like mine says, strive for Rogers because that's my last name, but it doesn't. <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> so, okay. And then, um, what is one thing you enjoy about life, or something you do to make life more enjoyable? It's like a hobby, or just something that you look forward to, uh, either, either daily or, or weekly, or, or whatever. Yeah, so I would immediately, my mind goes to that. That's two cores, my career and my finance core and my emotional health core um, of, you know, what am I passionate about, what I love to do. And honestly, what I'm doing right now with this more momentum, trying to start a movement, trying to get people to understand what it means to be happy, what that actually means versus just all these, I hate these, there's so many cheesy self-help people out there. And like, I'm trying to like change all that and basically be like, look, it doesn't have to be cheesy and weird it's nothing to be ashamed of to want to be the happiest and best version of yourself and then to pay it forward to help the world become the best version of itself. So I'm just super psyched and, and love and life doing what I'm doing. And, you know, I, I work and I'm, I, I literally do enjoy what I do. And then I talk to my friends, I share it with my family. And so it's a whole, 
thing. So do you uh, like? Do you shoot hoops? Do you uh, play? Hey, you got any hobbies or anything? Yeah, like golf? what is like reading books? Like what is your like? Love happy me place? some golf. I love reading. Yeah, I've read thousands of self help books. Yeah. Um, I, I I was an insatiable self help monster at one point I, in college. I hit what I call my rock bottom, which is a whole other story. But that's actually how I got into all this stuff. I've actually been working on a book for the last twenty five years. Wow. Um, and it started in college when I hit my rock bottom. And so I love reading and I've just always loved. And now when I go to the gym, it's translated into, I actually listen to podcasts. That's exactly. I listen to books when I'm working out. Yeah. You I'm can... a golf. I'm a huge golfer. And it's funny. Those three you mentioned and got <laughs> really a week at the gym. I just uh, like, frisbee? I... do you, you ever throw the Frisbee around? Is that uh, can we see if we can go? No, that you struck out on that one. Oh, see, Never I win. <laughs> Of course, oh. I've thrown a frisbee. So, I love frisbee. So I have to ask you this: I know what year were you born? I just turned forty-four on April seventh, so nineteen seventy-six. Okay, so he's—I mean, my brothers were born in seventy-nine. Your brothers born in what? Seventy-eight, seventy-seven. So we're yeah. all we're right all basically there. the same kind yeah, of cohort yeah. here, right? So it's just—it's just we're we're clicking on all cylinders here. Okay, very quickly, I'm going to pull a Tim Ferriss on you. Like, you have to recommend like three books to somebody you just met. What are the three books that you're going to recommend? Oh, that's easy. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, How to Win Friends and Influence yep. People by Dale Carnegie, and Atomic Habits by James Clear. Think and Grow Rich, um, How to Influence, How to Gain Friends, Win how Friends. How to Win Friends win and friends. Influence People and influence. by Dale Carnegie. That's right. the first self-help book I ever read. Yeah, that's it changed a, my life. I've read it like seven one. times. Yeah. Um, and then a recent one that just came out that's really cool that kind of helps to formulate my whole habit theory that, that ties into all this stuff that I'm doing is the atomic habits by James clear. The uh, Mark has habits. a follow-up question. Do any of those have pictures? <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> no. Well, Mark, uh, I'll I'm read out. them and I'll, I'll give you this. I'll basically, whatever. Because Mark read... doesn't actually read books. He listens to books on tape, uh, I feel which like... is nice, but it's not reading. I feel it's like Will a... would side with me on this one. That's listening. A... Yeah. yeah, that's okay. See? No, no, no. Not okay. You're not reading words. No, it's you're okay. Having Sorry. having someone read words at you. That's we can fine. all go to the library no. and have the first story getting, If you're getting the knowledge in your in your brain, Thank you. uh, to me, it's okay. Like I said, I now when I work out at the gym, I've kind of switched that because now that I have two kids and you know, you, you have less. You guys know how it is. Yeah. Do you, have, you guys have kids? I've, yes, we both do. Three and he's okay. got two. You know, yeah. you know it's like, what am I going to read? Like at the end of the day when I'm freaking exhausted and all I want to do is lie down and watch. That's Ozark. exactly what I do. I re am reading uh, The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich uh, two pages at a time and I fall asleep <laughs> after two pages. So I'm going to be well, reading this book for like the next man. decade. <laughs> My wife actually just started, she just started reading next to me in bed as I'm watching Tiger King and Ozark and all these things. <laughs> right, but, I know. It's like, like I just I need yeah I'm like I need to just shut my brain down at the end so I do I the gym is a good I, I listen to the podcast and stuff and it's become kind of my new my new reading and I kind of yeah, like it yeah very good. Well, this is awesome. I'm going to send you the Calendly link to get you back on. I'm going to have this. This show will probably be up in like two weeks um, from today. So probably I'm going to try to get this one up before the end of April. So we'll have uh, – anyway, we got, I got a couple in the can that I need to, to release. But uh, really appreciate you coming on. This has been awesome. Like I just – I texted Rick during the show. Like this is one of the best interviews we've had in a while. No, nothing against the other guests we've had in a while. But this has just been really good. So really appreciate wow, you coming on. Whoever interviewed before me is probably feeling really <laughs> right? good. Oh, they're not. They're not listening at all. Oh, listen, they're, yeah. Nobody listens to this. They get out of here. <laughs> you're, you're too kind to even to even imply that. Well, well, you guys are fun, man. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't really know what, what to, to expect. expect too much, yeah. But this was really neat and fun, and I, you guys got great chemistry together. You could be lovers if you really. Well, were. we are. I mean, yeah, could, again, I mean, we're lying in bed next to each other. <laughs> Kind of taking some time off right now, but yeah. We're lying in bed right now. We've actually, Mark and I have actually known each other for the better part of about 27 years. Yeah. Oh, well, that we makes grew sense. up together. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not. Guys, yeah, no, you guys got good vibe. Uh, I, I enjoyed this. Yeah, I'd love to be on anytime. So, and then awesome. you'll send me a link so that I can share it with my. Yes. My yeah. As soon too. as it publishes, I will send you the link and to all the show notes and everything. So, perfect. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Will. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Will. Yeah. Thanks, gentlemen. Right. Take have care. a good night. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. See, if I use my personal link ID for all of the meetings, then that's genius. Then they just pop in.
Yeah, we're having like a show meeting here on the air. This is great. Yeah, I was going to save you the editing time. Yeah. This makes it way easier for you to get shows out. You were going to say, um, uh, you, we were talking about there at the end how close we are, and I was going to say, actually, the closest I've ever been to Rick is his naked uh, butthole in my face as he's farted on me. Um, I know that you did that to Jackson. I'm sure I'm sure at some point you did it to me as well. I thought you were going to say the closest I've ever been to you is when my foot hit you in the <laughs> square in the balls at two-day video in 1995, <laughs> and I thought you were going to go into a homicidal rage. <laughs> Um, I was going to say this when he was talking about books. So Simply Human's own Chris, we played Jackbox with him and his wife and Jen and me and a couple other couples that are friends and, and we were all playing. And uh, there were one of the prompts that had something to do with books. Like books are for, it wasn't books are for, but it was something where, <laughs> where prisoners was like made sense. <laughs> so it, it, like, and I was like, "Well, there's Chris," and he was like, "I oh, know you're the only one that was gonna get that." But anyway, he uh, he gave you a shout out during our Jackbox game. Well, I do what I can. Yeah. It's funny because I do read. It's it just yeah. it was a funny bit. It's though, a funny bit. Yeah, books are. And I have one of my actually. I didn't I actually uh, at the, when I made the books are for prisoners joke. I don't think I had been reading. I think I kind of started reading like around 2014 or so, yeah. like reading for for leisure. I do have one of my employees at Big Brothers Big Sisters who. Oh, well, whoa, whoa, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bragging montage alert. So, so he, that's, he is, that's one of his go tos. Like, he, like, cause he watch, listens to podcasts and watches like documentaries and stuff, docuseries and things like that. He's very smart and it's like, but whenever we talk about books, he's always like, yeah, books are for prisoners. Cause I said him to that, I said that to him once and like he's like last. Oh, did, that did, did you tell him that? I did. I gave you credit. I did give you credit. I gave you credit. Maybe he'll get a chance to meet me sometime. Maybe. Thank me in person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are coming up on uh, an hour. Um, the Simply of the Week is uh, Books are for Prisoners. Uh, we got a lot of guests coming up. We don't have. There's no Mondays that we're going to be traveling or anything, so we just, we're, so, we're book solid. Uh, we're going to have Will back on. This is fun. Uh, so that, Rick, is going to do it for this edition of the Simply of the Podcast. And remember. I just remembered we were supposed to do a drive-by 70th wedding anniversary tonight. And you forgot? I totally, I oh my God. totally forgot. So until next time, enjoy yourself. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.